Bible tonight, go over the book of Matthew chapter 20. I know what time it is. I'll be very short tonight, as short as I can. Uh, but I, I, I want to preach to us uh, what the Lord gave to me. And I, Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for uh, this good evening. We thank you for the presentation that Brother Brown has uh, given us tonight. Lord, that the work that uh, is being accomplished uh, in the 1040 window. And Lord, that's why you have people like us here is because we can't go, uh, but to be able to support those that can go. And I pray you'll bless this work tonight. Uh, Lord, it is beyond us to be able to do that, but it sure ain't beyond you tonight. And I thank you for the work and for those who are involved in it. Lord, for just a little while, I pray that you might allow us to uh, open the Word of God and preach for just a minute or two. Uh, to give encouragement to your people, uh, Lord, that uh, we would leave here better than what we come in. And Lord, that if there's somebody lost, they might be saved. And also that your people might find encouragement. Would you touch us now for just a little while, and we'll give you the glory for it, for all this in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. I want you to look with me in Matthew uh, chapter 20. Look in verse 29. Uh, Matthew chapter 20 and verse 29. And as they departed from Jericho, a great multitude followed him. And behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside, when they, had, when they heard that Jesus passed by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. I always wondered, how did they know who he was? How did they know to call him the son of David? And the multitude rebuked them because they, should, uh, because they should hold their peace. But they cried the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. Again, and Jesus stood still and called them and said, What will ye that I should do unto you? And they say unto him, Lord, that our eyes may be open. Uh, so Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. And immediately their eyes received sight. And they followed him. Uh, in this passage here, we find it in two other of the Gospels. Uh, in Luke chapter uh, 18, we find that it is recorded as one blind man. And in Mark chapter 10, we find that uh, it is blind Bartimaeus that the Bible tells us about uh, that gets healed from his blindness. As a matter of fact, about the book of Mark, the book of Mark is quick a lot of times. Uh, to explain some things. It may not go as in-depth as some other uh, Gospels does, but it seems like Mark sometimes will just uh, give us a little more uh, uh, than the other Gospels does. Just like right here in Mark 10, uh, we find out that his name was Bartimaeus, the son uh, uh, of Timaeus. Uh, and so what they want is uh, to have their eyesight. Uh, there's two blind men that are begging, and they uh, want their eyesight, and they realize what Jesus could do for them. How did they know what Jesus could do for them? How did they know that He was the Lord? How did they know that He was the Son of David? Somebody had to tell them. Somebody had to tell them, hey, Jesus is coming by and He's the one that is able to heal. He's the one that has healed the lepers. He's the one that has raised the dead. He's the one that has healed the blind already. And He could probably help you if you could get to Him. Can I tell you tonight, ain't you glad if you're saved 
that you got to him one day. I'm actually glad that he got to where I was because if you notice, it was right here that Jesus was coming by where they were. I'm glad that he come by where I was. I could not get to him on my own, but he come to me, and I thank God for that. And by the way, in verse 34, he had compassion. I'm glad for the compassion of the Lord. But I want to look real quick in verse 32 and just ask this simple question that the Lord did. He said, what will ye that I shall do unto you? And so tonight I want to ask us this question, what can Jesus do for you? What can Jesus do for you? As a matter of fact, by way of introduction, let's back up and think about this. What has Jesus done for you? I'm glad of where he found me at and saved me out of my sin because I called on him. I remember that night very vividly, not vaguely, but I have a vivid recollection. Whether I do or not does not change my salvation, but I remember calling out on him to save my soul. I remember that as though it was yesterday. And I think about all the things that since I've been saved that God has done. How many times that He's had mercy. How many times that He's come by and shown grace and helped when I needed it. But tonight I say, I look across the house, I say, everybody in here is saved, but I don't know your salvation need tonight. And for the lost, when he says, what can I do for you? The answer is, I, I, I want you to save me. I, I'm glad of that night. I, I, I'm glad that over the years that I, I've seen folk come through here and, uh, and seen them get saved. And I've seen children get saved and adults get saved. I was talking to Brother Caldwell for just a minute today. Well, I actually texted him. Uh, and he said, we had a family show up today that was visiting. And one of them got saved. Praise the Lord. That's what he sent me. Amen. He was excited about what God had done. Sometimes we get to reap where other men have labored at, you know. I've seen folks, I remember a young lady coming here one Sunday night. I, I was preaching on the parables out of Matthew 13, I, I, the parables of the sword. She sat back here in the very back of the church and she cried the whole time that I was preaching. And I thought, man, she's having a bad day, I, having a bad time, and didn't even realize she's under conviction. I, I was trying to get to the funeral home, I, get out of here. I, I was needing to go there. I wasn't even thinking about what God I, was trying to accomplish. I, I, and we didn't even have no music that night for for invitation and I remember that when I said if you need to come and pray man I mean it had no more come out of my mouth and she come up here to the altar and began to pray and I just knelt down there beside her and after she'd ever been saved I, and she said no I, I, and I was shocked <sighs> I don't guess I was counting on that and I said well would you like to be saved and that changes everything Amen. you know God he has a way that he asked the question, what can I do for you? And boy, I'm glad. I'm glad that night that when he called out to me and said, what can I do for you? I, I asked him to save me. And so if you've not been saved tonight, I, I know a lot of people, they get in trouble when they're lost I, I, and they simply want God to put their home back together. They simply want to get out of trouble. They want to get out of jail. I, I, they want to get off drugs. They want to get off alcohol. I, I, but they don't want to do it the way that he Wants it done. And that's coming to him. Amen. But then, for the Christian, 
He, I believe that he asks the same thing to us. And we have to be very careful with that. In Mark chapter 10, you find the story over there. Uh, he asked his disciples, he said, what would you that I should do for you? And I, I believe it was James and John. Let's go over there in, in Mark chapter 10 and verse 36. I, I believe it was James and John that uh, he's talking to. And in Mark 10, he asked the question. He said, what what would you that, uh, well, in, in verse 35, and James and, John, and James and John, the sons of Zebedee, no, they were known as the sons of thunder, come unto him saying, Master, we, we would that thou shouldest do for us whatsoever we shall desire. Boy, that's a big, that's a big old statement, ain't it, to ask Jesus. I mean, think about what they asked. They come to Jesus and said, oh, Lord, whatever we ask you to do, uh, we want you to do it. That's kind of brazen, ain't it? Now, I'm just being honest. Now, how many of us would come to the throne of grace and say, Lord, if we just come and ask you to do whatever we want you to do. And so the Lord in verse 36, and He said unto them, What would ye that I should do for you? So He asked that question, What do you want me to do? And they said unto Him, Grant unto us that we may sit one on thy right hand and the other on thy left in thy glory. But Jesus said unto them, you know not what you ask. I think sometimes we're that way. As Christians, we, we don't know what we're asking God to do sometimes. We've got to be very careful uh, about how we approach Him. But, but notice right here, uh, he, he said this. He, uh, he said, you know not what you ask. Can you drink of the cup that I drink of and be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized? He's talking about going to Calvary. He's talking about dying for man's sin right here. And he says, can, can you all do that? And they said unto him, we can. <laughs> him boys were something else. If you ever study about James and John, they really were something else. And you put Peter in the mix with them. They were all partners. Peter, James, and John, they were all partners in fishing. And these boys were something else. But you know what Jesus told them? You shall indeed drink of the cup that I drink of and with the baptism that I am baptized with all shall you be baptized. You'll go through what I'm going to go through. Peter's crucified upside down. John was on the Isle of Patmos. I believe they killed James. But you know in verse 40 he said, but to sit on the right hand and on my left hand is not mine to give, but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared. He didn't say there wouldn't be anybody on the right hand or left hand. He just said, I'm not going to give it to you. He said, uh, he said, it'll be given to whom it shall be prepared. Sometimes me and you have to be careful about what we ask. Sometimes, you know, we, we kind of get like Peter on the Mount of Transfiguration over there uh, where, where he said, you know, Lord, it's good that we're here, so let's build three tabernacles, one to you, one to, Mos- uh, one to, you, one to Moses, one to Elias. And the Lord said, for he, he, he wished not what to say. Peter didn't know what to say right there. You're going to miss something tonight if you're not careful. Because there's going to come a time when, when Jesus is going to come by and, and he's going to say, what can I do for you? And you're not going to be listening. You see, because in life as Christians, you see, there are times we need Him to do something for us. How many times 
have you really needed Him to do something? How many times have you needed Him to come by uh, in, in the midst of struggles and in, in the midst of uh, tribulations and problems and trials? And I, I, I mean, man, Christians have problems today. Me and my wife, we, we, I'm going to tell on her just a little bit. It'll be okay. She's already rolling her eyes over there. She, if you know anything about my wife, you know that she loves pencils, markers, ink pens, colored pencils, loves all that stuff. And loves to draw and loves to color and, uh, and make things and do all that. And so she had made her this thing uh, to, to hold all her pencils and, and her Sharpie markers and all that. And, and, and I walked into her office at the house one day uh, and she was aggravated because she said, I have, I have run out of places to put all my markers. And she looked up at me and she said, that's a first world problem, ain't it? I said, it is a first world problem. So that's kind of a running joke around our house. We have a lot of first world problems. Don't we tonight, church? We have a lot of first world problems. Do you see how that one woman was carrying all that stuff? Do you see that? We throw it in the bed of a truck and drive it somewhere. And, and we might pay somebody to load it for us. And come and unload it for us. I mean, we got a lot of first world problems. But I'm going to tell you, God does care about your problems tonight. Whether they're first world or third world, God does care about you. And so what He does is He asks us the question just like He did uh, with these two men right here that were blind. He said, what can I do for you? So tonight, I'm going to ask you as, as what Jesus said, what can He do for you? What do you need? Now, I don't think he's an open bank by no means. Uh, we can just go get and ask uh, and get. But I'm going to tell you tonight, I do believe that he cares and I do believe that he wants to answer our prayers tonight. And I do know that he's listening. Some people have made a mess out of their life. And I'm talking about safe folk. They just made a mess out of things. And they need Jesus to put it back together. <clears throat> Some people, their home is in shambles and they need Jesus to put it back together. Some people are not right with the Lord and they need to get right with Him. And if they'll come to Him, He'll put it back together. One thing that I've learned over the years is sometimes what we need is spiritual strength and the Lord to come by and simply just make Himself real to us. As we've studied in the book of Job and as we've studied uh, this morning as, as Brother Jeff was teaching out the book of Lamentations about Jeremiah over there about how that uh, God had bittered him basically and I, I mean brought all these things on him and all he wanted to do was uh, uh, get back to where he could be with God but he remembered sometimes. Don't you, ain't you glad of when God comes by and squeezes on your heart? And, and not, 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 not you making something out of nothing. I'm talking about you knew that it was God that come by and squeezed on your heart. It was Him that done something that, that you couldn't do. And it, it may not have been answered. You, you remember when the Apostle Paul in the book of 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 12 when he prayed for uh, that the messenger of Satan uh, that had come to buffet on him. Uh, uh, all those things. He said, for this thing I besought the Lord Christ that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for me for my strength is made perfect in weakness. God always may not answer the way we want, but he will always answer. So I ask you tonight, what do you need from the Lord? What do you need? 
When he says, what can I do for you? Sometimes it is encouragement. Do you get discouraged? Have you ever been discouraged? I'm talking about in our, in our Christian life. Have you ever been discouraged? Have you uh, ever been discouraged just in, your, uh, just in living life? Have you ever been discouraged? Sure. You know, in 1 Samuel chapter 30, after they'd burnt Ziklag and all, they'd carried off the women and the children. And David come back with his men. And they, the Bible said that they talked about stoning him. David was greatly distressed. For the people spake of stone him because the soul of all the people was grieved. It remained for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. How could David encourage himself at such a time as that? One, he knew God was real. Two, he knew God was listening. Three, he'd seen God move before. Mitchell, you know how, you know how one of the ways uh, that I make it through some days is simply because I've seen God move before in my life. I don't live in the past, but I remember the past. I remember that he was faithful then and I believe he'll be faithful now. When he does things that is beyond me and you, uh, uh, to start with, I mean, there's just sometimes that we need encouragement. I mean, there's sometimes that we just need help. I mean, David said in Psalms 20, The Lord, hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob, defend thee, send thee help from thy sanctuary and strengthen thee out of Zion. He said, if you'll call, he'll come by. That's why he said in the book of 1 Peter, casting all you care upon him, for he careth for you. What can Jesus do for you? He's not an open bank and he just don't say, you just come and I'll give you anything. But I do know this tonight, whatever you need, he sure will help tonight. I'm glad he's my helper. Psalms 54 and 4, behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with them that uphold my soul. He said, God's my helper. As I close tonight, I want you to take your Bible and go to Psalm 17 and verse 3. And here's where I'm going to close at. One of my most favorite scriptures, I got a lot out of the Old Testament church. Y'all know that. But Psalm 17 and 3. David is is really needing to get before God. We'll just back up to verse 1. And in Psalm 17, verse 1, Hear the right, O Lord, attend unto my cry, give ear unto my prayer, that goeth not out of feigned lips. He said, God, I need you to hear my prayer. You know I'm not a hypocrite. So he's talking about feigned lips. He said, Let my sentence come forth from thy presence. Let thine eyes behold the things that are equal. And in verse 3, he said, Thou hast proved mine heart, and thou hast visited me in the night. He went on to say, Thou hast tried me and shalt find nothing. I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. But notice what David said. You've proved my heart and you have visited me in the night time. How many times, how many times in the darkest parts of life that God has made himself real to you. And he come by and here's what he said. What can I do for you? What do you need? Have you ever just told him? Now I, I, I'm not talking about. I, I'm, I'm talking about coming to a place that most of the time. 
We say, Lord, I really don't know what I need, but I need something. You, you ever been there? When you look up to heaven and say, I don't know what I need, but this mess that we're in, and sometimes we've caused it, and sometimes we haven't caused it, but we're still in that mess, and we just have to look up to heaven and say, God, I, I don't know what I need, but I need you. I need you to make yourself ever evident to come by. He asked, he asked those two men over there, what can I do for you? What would, what would you have me do unto you? I think he asked us that sometimes. What can I do for you? When's the last time that you ever just told him? When's the last time you ever took your need to him? I, I'm, not, I'm not talking about a wound. I, I, I'm saying, and listen, I think he listens for our wants too, by the way. But when's the last time that we went and said, Lord, this, this is where we are, and I need you to do something? Let's bow our heads tonight if we would.